Hello, and thank you all so much for tuning in to Local Diaspora. My name is Tammy, and it's uh, it's a good one. It's a good evening tonight. It's getting a little warmer and making me a little happier. It is also my birthday month, so that's exciting for me. Uh, this evening, we have a shorter uh, but also fantastic, potent podcast. We have Laquita Lanford, Ibrahim Mubarak uh, from Right to Survive, as well as Donovan Smith from Gentrification is Weird. They are some local activists here in Portland, Oregon, doing some amazing things uh, to help out the houseless community as well as educate the rest of us as to our city's future, how we can be part of it. And well, I'm not going to spoil it so that you can actually hear it all out. Um, like I mentioned, this is my podcast, Local Diaspora, and I am Tammy. I'm always so down to have people send uh, questions, comments, concerns, especially music if you have it, because uh, apparently you can get in trouble if you use copyrighted material, but thank God for YouTube. They have the whole podcast uh, cover your butt thing going on, so I'm learning about that. Anyways, I'm ranting because that's what I do. And here it is, uh, fantastic, fantastic people. I want to thank, again, Laquita and Ibrahim. Thank you all so much for coming. They are from Right to Survive, as well as Donovan Smith from Gentrification is Weird. You can find all of their info under those names on Facebook, as well as Instagram. And I'll plug myself in. I'm, I'm also on the gram at Local Diaspora. Um, and, yeah, please feel free to contact me. This is for you, for me, for all of us, and uh, enjoy. Peace, everyone. My name is Laquita Lanford, and I'm with Right to Survive, and I'm happy to be here. Donovan Smith with the Gentrification is Weird Project and Portland Harbor Community Coalition. Ibrahim Mubarak with Right to Survive and Portland Harbor Community Coalition. Thank you. Did you want to tell us a little bit about Resting Safe? Um, I came in, I've been knowing Ibrahim um, for the last four years, and I've been doing some local activism work, advocacy work around environmental justice, housing justice, climate justice, and just a, a way to connect the black and brown community back to community-oriented um, engagements. And so we've been, I've been looking for an opportunity to work with Ibrahim, and I found one, which was their Rest and Safe program project that they're working on. It's it's really amazing. It's helping and getting feedback from the houseless community. And what they're formulating is like, there's some issues that people deal with a lot of elements when they're outside in their tents and in campsites and so the first module and Lisa can possibly help me with this or Eve can help me with this um, was some feedback sessions street roots and sisters of the road and getting their feedback kind of doing a web and then coming up with a nice pamphlet that would help them with uh, molding like any tools and ways that they can keep their uh, tents and whatnot clean. And so the work that I've been doing, I house people through an organization through Urban League of Portland and join. And so what I, what I noticed is that people who were unhoused for a long period of time, when they would get into housing, there would be, there's some steps that it was hard for them to process and be able to take because they had been out in the elements for a while. And so um, I start to really look into tiny home villages and different alternative models because, you know, a shelter is whatever you call a home, um, in my opinion. And so 
get an opportunity to learn more from Ibrahim, to learn more when, when I went to the meeting, we were talking about Max and taking back the land. It just kind of came up in conversation, and I thought it would just be great to be a part of the event um, in any way that I could. And so we've been we've been doing some really amazing work over the last, like, two months. We kicked off 2019 uh, really well with each other, and I'm just looking forward to seeing as much as what we can do throughout this year for folks. Well, rest and safe, we're also doing this going throughout the country to all the tiny house builders mm-hmm. that right to survive uh, help consult and we got other people helping us from the different colleges and different states. I wanted to ask you earlier you mentioned community policing and I wanted to ask exactly what does that mean and how does that uh, affect the day-to-day lives of people uh, experiencing homelessness? Well, if you notice, this go way back to the 60s, maybe late 50s, when the Black Panther won a community police and a community land trust, which uh, it put the people in charge instead of the stale, pale power to be controlling everything with a concept. And so this gave people a real voice to take care of their own life, their own possession, their own self, and that's a forgotten practice because first you had mandate vote, then you had college electoral vote, and now you got good old boys vote, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, so, and, and so that's why you have gentrification, which is a hit invisible genocide because people are dying outside in the elements and seem like nobody cares to do it. So if we as a people can control things for us, we'll be better off in keeping people shelter. It'll be less crime. It'll be less drug addiction. It'll be less alcoholism. It'll be less rape. It'll be less anything negative. Not saying it's, it's not going to happen, but it'll be knocked down tremendously. And what has your organization, Right to Survive, what has it run leading this kind of change? When uh, Oompa Village in Miami got burnt up with Dignity Village consultant Max Moran, he came back here and consulted us on how to liberate people's houses, and we had a group called Reclaim. And since then, the Right to Survive Board and membership been kind of doing something similar to that. We're getting land and building a tiny house village. Who builds the homes? Who actually facilitates all of this work? Right to Survive had the experience and, and the know-how on consulting how tiny house builders should be. Uh, the houses people themselves can build it so they can build it tighter and keep it better. It's for them. Each tiny house village have its own unique frame and model, but it still served as the same purpose as shelter. We're in coalition with PHCC. Yeah, so with the Willamette River cleanup, um, it's one of those things that, you know, the average person in the city knows the Willamette River is dirty. I don't think the average person in our city knows just how political and money-driven this process to clean up the river is and also how much an effect it's going to have on the landscape of our city and region in the coming years. So the thing is, it's actually a super fund site, which means it's one of the most toxic sites in the entire country. Uh, So Superfund is a uh, a program of the Environmental Protection Agency, which is a federal agency. And there's like a thousand Superfund sites. And a lot of those Superfunds, unsurprisingly, are in like black and brown communities. Uh, You know, we've been kind of the dumping grounds for 
um, a long time. It's not exclusive to our communities, but you'll find a lot of super fun sites there. The Willamette River is slightly different because it's kind of the shared space, right? Like the river is a hundred and some miles. It stretches throughout the entire state, but the part of it that is a super fun site is about 10, 11 miles of it. And it goes from Broadway Bridge, snakes through Overlook, Cathedral Park, and then ends at Sylvie's Island. So Portland Harbor Community Coalition is working on that cleanup that's federally mandated, which is supposed to get going any time here in the next few years. And it's supposed to take like 13 years in terms of people kind of like or agencies really dredging up what's at the bottom of the river. That's not including all the years of monitoring that's going to have to happen for really, uh, for people who are going to be listening to this, like, it's probably going to be the cleanup of our lifetimes, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be more work to do. But in terms of how it ties in into, like, this kind of, like, uh, greater work, PHCC is made up of the most impacted communities, Native folks, Black people, immigrants and refugees, and then houseless communities, um, and then, you know, people who are directly in the area, like area residents. So um, it's really one of the, the most diverse coalitions that you're going to come across in, in Portland. There, there are historical implications for, in terms of, like, how people have been uh, exposed to, to the toxicity um, that's at the bottom of the river. Now you've got a lot of people who are willing to swim in the river because there's been a lot of work to, especially through the big pipe uh, project that the city uh, kind of had taxpayers like fund, um, which diverted the sewage that would pretty much just flow into the river anytime that it would rain, which is like all the time. Um, and now it's not so bad, I guess, all the time, maybe. That's not the the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst is really what has sank to the bottom of the river just through industrialization. Yeah, so, like, what happens here in terms of the cleanup is going to inform a lot of what happens in other sites. Um, and so we know that once this cleanup is done as well, there's going to be, we're talking about waterfront property, so we're talking about a lot of money, a lot of people keeping their eyes on it. We want to make sure that our communities are the ones who are informing where the the future of the harbor goes 13 years 13 yeah, yeah. it's going to be 13 years of work um for the community and i know when i was sitting at the table a few years ago one of my aspects in the cleanup had a lot to do around the green green infrastructure mm-hmm. green jobs um the super site fund or the epa has a training program that I thought that was important, that community be involved in it in the front fort of it, then always us, you know, learning about these things at the end of it. And it took them 16 years to, meaning the city and all of these parties, to get to where they needed to get to and and the tip of what I call the sweet 16. 16 years of that. Folks like Donovan and all of the work that the organization has done and led up into this part is keeping the community informed, getting folks on, on board just so that, the youth behind us and folks behind us can see the opportunities that the city that they live in, they don't have to run off somewhere else. It's right here. We have 
many green infrastructures that's going to be happening over the next, oh man, next few decades. And so it's our, I feel like it's my responsibility as a community member to get the word out to my community about these opportunities that are going to be there for them and also to shape them and to mold them into those particular uh, career opportunities. Because when we talk about livable wages for jobs, it's something that we can't do right now when it comes back to our housing. Like you can't afford to stay here because you don't have the money. I mean, they want first and last month rent and all of these sort of things. So if there's going to be some affordable housing implemented or workforce housing, as they're, as they're wanting to call it for some of these, that needs to go back to the community that's been fighting before any other party comes in in the next five years and be like, oh, we're going to build this amazing baseball field, um, that that's what's happening. And so mm-hmm. keeping up with these ties, how all of these things weave together is some of the most important things that we can do. Thank you all so much for tuning in. That was my interview with Laquita Lanford, Ibrahim Abark from Right to Survive, and Donovan Smith from Gentrification is Weird. Um, you can find the rest of that on kboo.fm. That's the radio station where I volunteer here in Portland, Oregon. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, please take care of yourselves and each other. We are all we have, like it or not. Um, here's some swanky music for you to enjoy. Thank you.